Well, good morning, Gathering Place. So happy that you can join us this morning right there from your home. We're going to have a great day today. Before we get started today, I want to welcome each of you that are watching. Um, I can see you here on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's still early, but before we get started this morning, I do want to give you just a few announcements. Uh, number one, of course, this Wednesday, we're going to have our midweek service beginning at 7 o'clock. So you can make sure you jump on. Uh, we're going to be doing the same format we've been doing it. We've been having a great time with that. It's an interactive format, so you feel free to uh, watch during that time, or you can watch later on the replay um, on YouTube. That's this Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Also, want to remind you, um, if um, you want to give this morning, uh, we do have a number that you can uh, use to give. Uh, you can text the number to, what is it, Jeff? 936 261 Eight one four two, and uh, you can do that. You can give now, so you don't have to do it in the middle of service. Take that, take that, get that taken care of before uh, service begins today. We're going to. Um, if you have a prayer request, go ahead and begin dropping your prayer request in the comment section there on Facebook, and uh, we'll begin. We'll pray for you uh, this morning as well. Also, if you're um, if you're if you if you're uh, uh, joining us from another part of our country. You can text the word uh, CONNECT to 409-230-0103, or you can email us at connect at tgp.church, and we would love to send a gift to you this week uh, in the mail. And so again, thank you so much for watching today. We're going to get started here in a few minutes. Um, if you have a prayer need, list the prayer need there. We're going to kick off our gather groups this Monday night at 6.30. Our ladies will meet together on Zoom. It's a very easy format on how to get connected to Zoom. You can go to our website, tgp.church forward slash groups, and it will tell you exactly how to log in. There's a, a, a link for women, men, young adults, a prayer, and you can, when at that time, uh, when it's your scheduled time, you can click that link and it'll bring you right to the area where you need to be to participate. Now, I know there's some of you that may feel like you don't want to show your face by video, but there is an option where you can have audio only where no one will see you. And if you prefer to do that, uh, you can just click that uh, option on the bottom of your screen that says audio only, and you can join that way as well. And so that'll be a great time to fellowship together and uh, we're looking forward to that. That begins this Monday night at 6.30. Now, I want to talk to our church body for just a moment. Today begins phase one of our uh, re-entry, if you will, back into uh, normal gathering uh, in our church. So this will begin phase one. So phase one is going to include online ministry on Sunday and on Wednesday, like we've been already doing, and then the addition of our gather groups uh, every uh, week we'll we'll continue to gather groups. So on Monday night our gather groups will be ladies. Tuesday night is the men. Wednesday night of course is our midweek. Thursday night is young adults. And so uh, we'll we'll do that for the next couple of weeks. Now my goal is that hopefully God Lord willing that we'll be able to meet within the next four to five weeks. Uh, when we do meet again together, um, we will have hand sanitizing stations available for you in the sanctuary as well in the foyer. We will also have masks for those of you who would like to wear a mask. Uh, so that'll be available to you. So uh, that's just kind of what we're planning, what we're think, praying about, thinking, well, we're not going to reopen quickly. We want to do it slowly, thoughtfully, 
and uh, with you in mind. And so uh, we are we are praying about that, moving toward that, hopefully very, very, very soon. Now, if you weren't able, Jeff did a survey. If you're part of the on a part of Facebook, Jeff did a survey in the uh, uh, family page chat room uh, that we have on Facebook regarding reopening of this of the church. So, if you haven't filled the survey out, uh, go ahead and fill that out today. It's in the room, TGP Family Room on Facebook, and you can uh, fill that out today. If you're not on Facebook and want to participate, we will send over by our text message feature. We will text the survey to you, hopefully by the end of uh, today, so you can also participate as well. All right, now, I want to make mention also that, um, uh, what else is there going on, guys? Um, so as we prepare to do that, just always remember that uh, we are we want to stay connected. Oh, that's what it was. Tina Jordan is in New York City. Many of you have been asking me about Tina. She is in New York. She's working in New York proper. And so we want to uh, continue to lift her up in prayer. And um, if you need her address and want to send her a gift or something of that nature, let me know and I can give you her address. Also, next Sunday is uh mother's day and so we're going to uh, honor our mothers by a special mother's day message and uh we look forward to bringing that to you next sunday here at the gathering place also uh we're going to uh begin um hopefully i'm still on it says broadcast interrupted on facebook um anyway we want to uh, if you're again if you're just joining us and if you're new to our, this experience you can con- uh, connect with us by by uh uh, texting the word connect to 409 230 and we would love to connect with you. If you're giving this morning, would like to give uh, via text message, you can text the word give to 936-261-8142. I want to thank you so much for watching today. We're going to start service here in just a moment. We want to encourage you, if you can, take a selfie of you, post it to our to tag us on Facebook, tag us on the Gathering Place page. Let us know you're watching. We love you, and we will see you soon. God bless you.
Well, good morning, everybody. Let's stand together today. God is good. Thank you so much for being a part of our service today. Well, you're chosen. We're free. We're living for eternity. We're not going to hold anything back today. Let's worship the Lord together. Jesus, 
today father we thank you for your love father we welcome your presence in this place today we worship you jesus thank you for freedom lord yeah where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And lift your eyes to heaven, there is freedom. Lift your eyes. Lift your eyes to heaven, there is freedom. Come on in your homes, let's declare this together. Freedom reigns. And freedom reigns in this place. Showers of mercy and grace. They are falling on every face. There is freedom. Yes, there is. If you're tired and you are thirsty, there is freedom. If you're tired and you are thirsty, there is freedom. Can we give our all to Jesus and give your all to Jesus? There is freedom. Come on, give your all to Jesus. Yeah, give your all to Jesus. There is freedom. Come on, freedom reigns. Yeah, freedom reigns in this place. Come on, showers of mercy. Showers of mercy and grace. Every face, there is freedom. 
He wages, he will win. 
Well, good morning, Gathering Place family and everyone from watching from around the world. God bless you. We're so honored to have you with us today for this Sunday morning gathering. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that God takes what looks bad and turns it for our good? Hallelujah. Divine reversals. We praise the Lord for that this morning. Again, thank you so much for being a part of today's service today. We believe God will speak to you today. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to give in our tithe and offering uh, part of our service today. If you attend another church, please give your tithe to that church. Those that are watching that would like to give an offering, of course, will accept that. But this is for our, our, our church family today, the tithe and offering segment. If you want to give this morning, you can text the word GIVE to 936-261-8142. Thank you so much for your generosity. We uh, uh, of course, thank you so much and love you and grateful for many of you that continue and have continued to give during this time. If you want to connect with us, if this is your first time to watch and you'd like to connect with us, we'd love to send you a, a gift in the mail today. You can text the word CONNECT to 409-230-0103, and the number will be on your screen here in just a few moments. But again, if you'd like to, word, if you'd like to give this morning, you can give on our website, tgp.church forward slash give, or by Texting the word give to 936-261-8142. And thank you so much for uh, taking the time to do that. Before we get started this morning in the word, I want to mention just a few announcements. Those of you that may have uh, missed this morning's um, segment before service, uh, tomorrow, Monday, begins our gather groups. And so if you would like to be a part of that, we'd love for you to be a part of that. Uh, Tomorrow night, we begin our ladies fellowship at 630 um, and on Zoom, and so all you got to do is go to our website, tgp.church forward slash groups, and you'll see all the groups listed. There's a, a women's uh, image and a men's, a men's image and a young adult image. You can click on those. It'll take you directly to the page that you need to go on to view the group. Also, tomorrow there'll be on Facebook, there'll be a post that'll be posted on our Facebook page, a public page that will also have the link that'll directly go to uh, the link, the group as well, as it starts at 6.30 uh, tomorrow night. So hopefully you'll get uh, be a part of that. You can. This is not just for those connected to our church family. Anyone can be a part of it. It's a, I believe the ladies are going to have a great Bible study. I'm not going to give it away, but it's going to be a great Bible study, and I know you'll be blessed by it. Amen. And then the men will meet on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, we'll have our midweek service. And then Thursday is our young adults. Friday, we won't have a group that meets. And then Saturday, Saturday we'll have a um, time of worship and prayer together. And uh, we'll announce the time for that uh, later on this week. Also, we want to remind you to keep Tina Jordan covered in prayer as she is in New York with uh, helping uh, ICU patients in the uh, New York City, one of the New York City hospitals, and so uh, she's doing that. So let's make sure that we're covering her in prayer. If you'd like to send her something, I have her address. Just let me know. Also, we would like to uh, bless a senior. If uh, if uh, we have two seniors here at the church, that if you'd like to send them a gift, bless them somehow, get with me, get with Pastor Jeff. You can message us on Facebook. Or you can send us a text message, and we can uh, get your gift to them if you would like to participate in that. We also want to remind you that the um, things are the governor has eased some restrictions as it applies to businesses that are reopening and whatnot. Uh, remember, there is a 25% capacity that um, uh, businesses do have. Not all businesses are reopening right now, but we do also want to remind you 
to practice safe hygiene and distancing as per the CDC, as that has not been lifted as of yet. And so we do want to let you know that we will be coming back to church in the next few weeks. And so I'll be looking forward to that announcement. And uh, uh, we look forward to seeing everybody that we haven't seen in, what, almost over a month now, huh? And so... We'll be uh, coming back to church very soon, and uh, when we do come back, we will have hand sanitizing stations set up, as well as we'll have masks for those that would like to have a mask as they come to church. The church is a safe place. It's the house of God, and I can tell you just from um, being your pastor, I have cleaned the church on many occasions since COVID-19 outbreak, and we use disinfectant, and it's a safe place to come to worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, we're going to get started this morning, and um, I want to uh, continue where we left off last week as it relates to um, new normal. But today's message, I want to title, uh, let's title it Living Outside of Normal, Living Outside of Normal. And I'm going to do a quick review what we talked about uh, last Sunday. And um, if you missed our Wednesday night gathering, you can go on our YouTube page and view that in the archive section of our videos, and um, we'd love for you to get caught up that way. But uh, we're going to talk about living outside of normal, and um, you know what we've been a part of the last couple of weeks has not been normal at, by no by no comparison. We've never been this way before. Um, but last week I asked the question, um, "What is the new normal?" And I asked the question, "Is the new normal face mask? Is the new normal?" Uh, Un, uh, millions of people unemployed is the new normal um, on, only online sales and no storefronts and um, is the new normal just church online and no in-person gathering and of course my answer to that was no that is not the new normal uh, I believe that this is not God's best for his people to be isolated and 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 away from people although we know that is for our benefit when this first thing first started it's for our good uh, but now we're coming out of this and moving into a time of great safety and a time of great peace and uh, it is not God's will for us to walk around mask all the days of our lives and so we believe that God is going to uh, totally annihilate and cause this 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 disease this sickness flu uh, symptom all strains of the flu to be destroyed by his power amen and so uh the lord spoke to me a few weeks ago and said the new is now and we went we talked about that a little bit last week i'm not going to get into all of that um and then uh, we looked at numbers chapter 13 and i want to begin there and then I'm going to break down some things, and then I'm going to move over to 1 Samuel uh, chapter 15, and then we'll go from there. And so we're looking at right now, we're going to look at Numbers chapter 13, and I'm going to pull up my uh, Facebook here, and I'd love for you to uh, be a part of today's discussion, if you can. And so um, if you have something that you would like to say or interject, I'll be watching, and um, hopefully I can see, and I'll be able to respond uh, to what you are uh, commenting here in in the uh, comment section. All right, Numbers chapter 13. We're going to look here again as a reminder. In this passage, we see God is instructing Moses to send 12 leaders out into uh, the promised land, into the land of Canaan. And remember, God is has already promised this land to the Israelites. Moses gives the leaders direction, gives them guidance, and says, this is the way you ought to go. Here's the map. Here's I'm going to draw it out for you. I'm going to make it simple for you. And um, 
this is how you're going to go. Now, he says, I want you to uh, tell me, when, when you come back, I want you to tell me what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, and whether the cities are, are that they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, and whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests there or not. And Moses says, be of good courage. Everyone say, be of good courage. And the Lord, and, the, and he goes on and says, and bring some of the fruit of the land back to us. Excuse me. And so the leaders investigated this land for 40 days. After 40 days, the leaders came back, gave Moses a report and said, and here's the the report, verse 26. Let's look at it together. And just a quick review, verse 26, numbers 13. And it says, they departed and they came back and they reported to Moses and Aaron unto the entire congregation. And this is what they said. They said, we went to the land where you sent us and it truly flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell there, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, and they all and they dwell amongst the Jordan. And so they're saying here, yes, we went into the land you told us to go to. Uh, yes, it's our promised land, but uh, we have some issues. Yes, it's the new place that God is sending us, but we don't think we can. We need to cross over right now because there are obstacles. There's giants in the way. It's everything we've ever wanted and more, but uh, it's a little uh, too big for us. It's it's. They were saying, uh, Moses, Aaron, guys, it's the new thing that God promised. But maybe this time next year, we can enter into it. Maybe ne- this time next year, things will make a little more sense. And then in verse 30, as a review, we see a radical person get up. God raises his voice up and then by the name of Caleb. Caleb quiets all the people uh, uh, before Moses and says, hey, guys. Let's just go up there, take possession of this land, for uh, we are well able to overcome it. Now, I want you to tell your neighbor, put it in the chat, we are well able to overcome. Now, in verse 31, we see where these leaders begin to come up against this radical voice. This voice that was trying to be a voice of encouragement, trying to be a voice of leadership. This they, we see the negative people come against a good report. Let's look at verse uh, thirty-one. But the men who had gone up with him said, "We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we." Now, this is their perspective. Caleb had a different perspective. Caleb was looking forward. Caleb was saying, you know what, guys? Let's not worry about the obstacles. Let's not worry about the problems. Let's not worry about the giants that are in this land. Let's move forward. We are well able to overcome it. Drop it in the chat. We are well able. Now, in verse 32, it says here that they, the other leaders, gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out. And this is what they said. The land through which we have come, uh, excuse me, the land in which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. 
there we saw giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. We were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Now, these leaders let the culture around them dictate their next move. These, these leaders allowed the giants, allowed the issues, allowed uh, what they saw in the land to dictate their next move. They could have entered in, but they didn't because of what these leaders saw. They could have entered into the new thing God promised, but they saw themselves as grasshoppers. They saw themselves as insignificant. They saw themselves as, as tiny people who could not move forward. They saw themselves as small and worthy not to walk into their next, into their new, the new thing that God had for them. Now, real fast, Numbers 14 and 24, we see where the Bible says that Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, and has followed me fully, the Bible says that Caleb will be brought into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. Now, I want to um, uh, now switch gears if I can for a moment. Remember, Caleb, the one translation, I believe it's the NIV, says, but my servant Caleb had a different spirit. Notice here that Caleb saw the land differently than the others did. Now, I want you to go to 1 Samuel uh, chapter number 15. 1 Samuel chapter number 15. And I want to look here and kind of break this down for you. We're talking about living outside of normal. We can say Caleb was not normal. Caleb, remember the Bible says that he had a different spirit. Caleb was not normal. Caleb saw things differently. Caleb saw a land flowing with milk and honey. Caleb said, we can go and possess it. But a few stragglers, few folks discouraged the entire group and said, no, we can't go there. Maybe this time next year. All right. First Samuel 15. And I want to look at, um, <clears throat> let's see here. Verse number 24 of first Samuel 15. And it says here that Saul answered Samuel and said, I have sinned and I have transgressed the Lord's command and your words. And because I was afraid of the people, I obeyed them. And now, therefore, please forgive my sin and return with me so I can worship the Lord. Verse number 26. But Samuel replied to Saul, I will not return with you because you have rejected the word of the Lord and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. And when Samuel turned to go, Saul grabbed the corner of his robe and it tore. And Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingship of Israel away from you today and has given it to your neighbor who is better than you. Let's, let's look at verse number uh, 20, uh, excuse me, verse number 34. And it says, Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his home in Gibeah. And even to the day of his death, Samuel never saw Saul again. And Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord regretted he had made Saul king over Israel. Now, stay with me this morning, okay? We're going we're gonna to present a foundation of where I'm going today. So here we see in 1 Samuel 15, the Lord rejects Saul from being king. All right. And so in between 1 Samuel 15 and 1 Samuel 16, uh, common commentators, commentaries say that it's about 
10 years between 1 Samuel 15 and 1 Samuel 16. And so what we see in 1 Samuel 16, if we go there at this time, in verse 1, the Lord says to Samuel, how long are you going to mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? So Saul is it, it was is within a 10-year time, excuse me, Samuel is within a 10-year time frame, and he's mourning over Saul. Now, by this time, it's 10 years have gone by, and something should have shifted. Something should have changed. Something, something new should have taken effect within that 10-year time frame. But here we see Samuel, and the Lord asked Samuel, uh, the Lord asked Samuel a question and says, how long are you going to mourn for the dead thing? How long are you going to mourn for the old thing? How long are you going to mourn for what used to be, for what was, what has expired, for what, uh, for what has, um, uh, transpired? How long, how long are you going to long for the days of old? And it says, Samuel, this is the Lord's instruction. Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. And it continues to say, because I have selected a king from his sons. And Samuel asked in verse two, how can I go? Saul will hear about it and will kill me. And the Lord answered, take a young cow and it gives him instruction on what he should do. And then Samuel did what the Lord directed, went to Bethlehem. And when the elders of the town saw him, they trembled and they asked, do you come in peace? And peace, he replied, blah, blah, blah. Now let's go to verse number, um, go to verse number six. And it says, um, when they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and said, certainly the Lord's anointed one is here before him. Verse seven, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his stature, because I have rejected him. Humans do not see what the Lord sees, for humans see what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. Now, I want to look at verse 8. It says, Jesse called Abinadab and presented him to Samuel. The Bible says the Lord didn't didn't choose him. Then Jesse presented Shammah. But Samuel said the Lord hasn't chosen him. And so they bring so they so so they bring seven of of Jesse's sons before Samuel. And the Lord says, I have not selected these seven. We understand that the number seven is the seven is the number of completion. And so they brought seven sons of Jesse in front of him. And then Samuel asked Jesse, is there another son? Is there somebody else that you can present? And, and, and Jesse says, well, yeah, the youngest uh, son, but he's out in the field working. He's, he's, he's working um, the yard. He's working uh, in with the, with the, with the uh, animals. Um, and so the Bible says uh, that he, in verse number 12, so they, so they sent for, so Jesse sent for David, and it says he had beautiful eyes and a healthy, handsome appearance. And the Lord said, anoint him, for he is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully on David from that day forward. And then Samuel set out and went back to Ramah. So we see that it took the eighth son, which is the number eight is the, the number of new beginnings. So it took seven uh, sons to pass 
by uh, passed by Samuel. Seven is the number of completion, but they're looking for the eighth kid, and it was the youngest, and that was the number of new beginnings. And so we look at this is how uh, David became anointed for king. And then we see in verse seventeen. Stay with me. Verse number, excuse me, chapter number seventeen, and we see where the story we all know it of David and Goliath in verse one, and it says the Philistines gathered their forces for war. And camp between Soko and Ezekiah, and it said Saul and the men of Israel gathered and camped in the valley of, uh, of that were there, and they lined up in battle formation to face the Philistines. And the Philistines were standing on one hill, and the Israelites were standing on another, and there was a ravine between them. And a champion named Goliath from Gath came out from the Philistine camp. It says he's nine feet. Uh, nine inches tall and wore a bronze helmet. Let's look at this. And this is where I feel like where a lot of folks are. So remember, in numbers that we read, they, 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 they saw the land, it was full of giants, and they saw themselves as insignificant. Now we see where David is an anointed king, and he's now standing before a giant. And to prove his, um, to prove who David really is, a warrior, he's going to have to take down Goliath. But see here, his brothers are with him, and they're, 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 they're making fun of him. So let's go to... Let's go to verse number, let's look at verse six. And there was, uh, talking about Goliath, there was a bronze armor on his shins and bronze javelin was slung between his shoulders. His spear shaft was like a weaver's beam and the iron point of his weir, a spear weighed 15 pounds. In addition, a shield bearer was walking in front of him and he shouted and shouted to the Israelite battle formations. Why do you come out to line up in battle formation? And he asked them, am I not a Philistine or are you not servants of Saul? Choose one of your men and have them come down against me. If he wins in a fight against me and kills me, then we'll be your servants. And it goes on and goes on. Now, David, the son uh, of, of Jesse, uh, uh, Jesse had eight sons during Saul's reign. Okay, I want to try to find this here. Uh, so here we go, verse 20. So David got up early in the morning, left the flock. Notice he, he left what he's comfortable in. He left what he was used to. He left the flock with someone to keep it, loaded up and set out as Jesse had charged him. He arrived at the, perim the perimeter of the camp as the army was marching out to battle and shouting their battle cry. And Israel and the Philistines lined up in battle formation facing each other. And David left his supplies in the care of quartermaster and ran to the battle line. Notice he left what he was comfortable, his tools. He left his tools behind, okay? Notice that. And when he arrived, he asked his brothers how they were doing. And while he was speaking with them, suddenly the champion named Goliath came forward from the Philistine battle line and shouted his usual words, which David heard. And when the Israelite men saw Goliath, they retreated from him terrified. Notice these people who, who the, the, were, were promised the promised land are walking in fear again. All right. Verse 25. Previously, an Israelite man had declared, do you see this man who keeps coming out, et cetera, et cetera. Now, verse 26. And David spoke to the men who were standing with him. What will be done for the man who kills the Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Just who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should be, that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the troops told him about the offer, concluding this, uh, that is what will be done for the man who kills him. And David's oldest brother, Eliab, listened as he spoke to the men and he became angry with him. 
and um, asked, who do you leave those few sheep with in the wilderness? I know your arrogance and your evil heart. You came down to see the battle. So his brothers are now coming against him. The one who was anointed uh, uh, favor, the one who was anointed king is now getting tormented by the, the folks that he should be being, receiving love from. Notice that. Now, stay with me. Um, let's see, verse number 29. What have I done now, protested David? Is It was just a question, and they turned from those beside him to others in front of him and asked about the offer. The people gave him the same answer as before. And when what David said was overheard and reported, so, he, so, David, brought, uh, so David brought to him, and David said, uh, do not let anyone be discouraged. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. He was told, you can't go fight this Philistine. You're just a youth. And he's been a warrior since he was young. And David said, but your servant has been tending his father's sheep. And when whenever a lion or a bear came and carried off a lamb from the flock, I went after it, struck it down, rescued the lamb from its mouth. If it reared up against me, I would grab it by its fur, strike it down and kill it. Your servant has killed lions and bears. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. So we look at this guy. I know I just read a whole lot of scripture, but stay with me. Look at this. Look at David. And they say, you're only a youth. You're too young. You can't do this. This this big thing, this thing that's coming against America, this thing that's coming against your business, this thing that's, that's, that's set out to destroy you, you can't overcome it. It's the same story, basically, we see in Numbers 13. No, we can't go there because they're bigger than us, they're more stronger than us, and we just can't do it. And now they're telling David the same thing. Notice a, a, a trend here is beginning to come out and it's the really it's the same thing that a lot of americans are being told that <clears throat> you can't open your business again you need to close your business you'll never be uh, walking health again this thing's always going to be around but let me tell you this one the devil is a liar we're not going to believe those words it's just a giant but just like david we're going to we're going to take down the giant we're going to take down the obstacle we're going to look at the problem in its face and declare the goodness of god over it amen drop it in the chat we're going to declare the goodness of God. Now, let's look at this again. David is there. His brothers are around him. Troops are around him, and they're all discouraging him from going forward. They're all saying, it's too soon. You're too young, and you can't do it. It's the same conversation we're hearing now. It's too soon. It's too young. We can't move forward. But the Lord is saying in this hour to move out of normal, move move out of what's comfortable, move out of what you think is, is you, you should be doing, and trust me expect me have faith remember last week i said faith always looks forward caleb looked forward david is looking forward into this uh, philistine into goliath and he looks at him and, and and we all know the story david takes this giant down and understand david was humble david was not arrogant david was was just a shepherd boy david was was cleaning the sheep watching sheep he was just taking care of his dad's business and what what i want to show to you today is that when you're faithful and little, God gives you much. And I don't know what you're going through today, but you may be um, going through something that seems big. You may have some issues, some bills, some business things that needs to take uh, um, needs, needs to take flight, and you may be discouraged today. But the Lord is saying, don't look at your problem, look to me. I'm bigger than your problem, I'm bigger than your need, and I can take this giant down. Amen. 
And so I want to encourage you that this is not the time to look backwards. This is not the time to to look at what has been. God is doing a new thing. Earlier we said in Isaiah 43, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. Remember, uh, and it says now it shall spring forth. Now means fresh. God is doing a fresh thing among his people. God is doing a a, a now thing. The Bible says it now springs forth. Forth means grow up. And so the Lord is saying it grows up now. It's going to growing up all around you. And don't be discouraged by what it looks like. Don't be discouraged by what people may say or think. People like just like David, people may discourage you. People may say, well, you're too short. You're not pretty. You're not this. You're not that. Who cares? Take a step of faith. Get out of the box of normal and allow God to bless you. God cannot bless you if you don't do what he tells you to do. You got to act in obedience. Disobedience never did anything for anybody. Only caused them trouble. But obedience will push you forward and promote you in the kingdom. Amen? Amen. And so we're looking, we're saying faith looks forward. Looking backward means I'm going to go back to the old thing. I'm going to go back and do the, 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 the thing I'm comfortable with, the thing that, that everyone else is doing. I'm going to do it. But the Lord told me a few weeks ago, he's breaking conformity off the body. You can't be like everybody else. You got to do what God has called you to do. Or are you living outside of normal? What is normal? Normal is whatever is comfortable. Normal is whatever you, you, you've been doing. And honestly, a lot of the things we've been doing haven't been working anyway. So let's remember David had to get rid of his tools. David had to put, put what he was comfortable with aside and he had to step up and little old David took down a giant. And so I believe God is raising up people today that are watching me today, that are hearing my voice today, where you've been in the cave for so long, you've been hiding out, chilling out, but God has said, I have need of you. It's time to come out of the cave. It's time to come out of hiding and it's time to do what I've called you to do. And I believe this is the hour to break the box of normal. This This is the hour to break the box of complacency. This is the hour to break the box of living in the comfort zone. You can't live in that zone anymore. God is as inviting you to come on a journey with him. And I believe this is the new. This is what God is saying. The new is now. And we're moving into a new season. Amen. And so uh, if you're watching, I'd like you to comment. If there's a prayer request you have, comment. I see one, negativity stops the ability to overcome. That's right. And so when you're negative, it'll completely distract your focus. It'll get your focus off of what God has for you. Negativity is the breeding ground for confusion. Put that in the chat. Negativity is the breeding ground for confusion. If God tells you something, you better take it to the bank. You better do what he's telling you to do. Of course, the enemy will come and try to speak to you. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. The devil is a liar. Step out on faith and believe God. When we started TGP, we stepped out on faith. Did we know what we were doing? No. Did we have all our ducks in the road? No. Did we have all the money we needed? No. But when you step out on faith, God meets you. God will always meet you where you need him. God will always show up when you need him. God will not leave you desolate. God will not leave you forsaken. God is with you. Can I hear an amen? And so what is the new normal? The new normal is moving into what God has for you. The new normal is not sitting on the sideline. The new normal is getting actively involved in your church, getting actively involved in what God has called you to do. Don't allow the enemy to stir up confusion in your life. Don't allow the enemy to cause confusion, but step out and do what God has called you to do. Now, last week I mentioned a scripture, Matthew chapter number 11 and verse 28. 
And it says, are you tired? Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Can I tell you, religion can burn you out. Why does religion burn you out? Because when you're, when you're operating in a, in religion, it's work. But when you're operating out of relationship, it's love. And so there's this, the question here out of the message Bible is, are you tired and are you burnt out? Religion will tire you out and wear you out. But the Bible says, come to me, get away with me and you will recover your life. And so maybe this season you're watching today and you say, you know what? I'm burnt out and I'm tired. Well, we'll get out of religion, get out of the box of religion, just crush that box, break that box. Maybe that's where you've been living. Maybe You've been living a religious life. This is not about religion. This is about a relationship with your heavenly father. And it says, get away with me and you will recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. And I'll uh, watch how I do it. Learn the rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. This is the new. This is the new thing that God is doing. God is saying, get out of the box of religion. Get out of the box of familiarity. Get out of the box of where, where, where you're comfortable. Get out of the box of what's normal. Look forward. Faith looks forward. Get get uh, Stir up your faith. Um, have faith in me. Trust me. Believe me that I will do what I've said I will do. Now, I want you to uh, look at, um, again, real quick, um, I want to mention those three things again that I've, that I've mentioned last week, and I want to mention them again because I believe it's still important for today. Remember when we first started this, the Lord said three things to me. And I'm, I want to remind you of those three things. He said, expel fear. We said expel is what? It means to force out or drive out. Expel fear, increase our level of faith, and expect the supernatural. In other words, expect God to do something great in your life. I want to remind you of those three things because I believe as we move into, move out of this lockdown phase, and as we move out of this reset phase, and this pause and as we begin to increase our faith, and as we begin to uh, take authority over the spirit of fear, how do we take authority over the spirit of fear? We cast it out. All you got to say is, I will not fear. I will not fear. And every time you feel fear creeping up on you, I will not fear. I will not. I will trust you, Father. I will trust you, Father. You can say, I take authority over the spirit of fear. And what you can replace it with is love. And you can, and that's how you can, you can expel fear. You force it out. You will not be afraid. And sometimes you got to say it, you got to release it with your mouth. When I, when I feel fear uh, coming close to me, when I get fearful of not being able to pay a bill, or if I get fearful about health, I have to declare the word of the Lord. The Lord is good. The Lord never uh, uh, lets me down. I got to declare his goodness over my life. And so we're going to expel fear. We're going to increase our level of faith. How do you increase your level of faith? By reading the word of God, by listening to the word of God, by receiving the word of God. You got to increase your level of faith. You can worship, you can pray, you can read your word and then expect the supernatural. I believe those three things are very, very important in this hour. Now, as I wind down, I would like to pray with you. If you have a prayer request, drop them in the comments there. We want to pray with you. Carl Bean, obedience and faith declares and decrees victory over the giants of the land. Amen. Obedience and faith declares and decrees victory. And so we're, we're going to be doing that in just a moment. And so if you're watching, drop the code, drop a prayer request down there. We want to pray with you. And uh, if you're watching and you do not have a way of, of you know, you're not on Facebook, you can go to our website, tgp.church and click on the uh, prayer request button or text the word connect to 409 
230-0103. And we will be pray for you. All right, well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord, that we're not going to stay boxed in into normal. We're not going to stay boxed in to being to comfortability. We're not going to stay boxed into into what the world thinks we should have. But Father, we're going to live outside of normal. We're going to live outside of what we think uh, uh, normal is, Father. And we're not going to go back. We're not going to go back to what it was uh, familiar to us. We're not going to go back to the same old tools we used in previous seasons. But Father, we're going to move forward and we're going to trust you and we're going to take a step of faith in our businesses, in our churches, in our families, in our ministries, God. We're going to take, we're going to trust you, God, and we're going to be obedient to your word, Father. And we're going to increase our faith, Father. And we're going to live from victory. We're not going to live from defeat. We're not going to have a negative mindset. We're not going to look at everything negative. And, and, and Father, we're not going to look at the way things used to be. We're going to look forward into the future, Father, and declare your victory and declare your favor over our life. Father, I pray for each person today that may be sick in their body. Father, would you release your healing presence over them right now? Father, those suffering COVID-19, Father, wrap your arms of healing around them today, God. We release healing over them today. We thank you for touching bodies today, for raising people out of sick beds today. Father, we thank you that that every manner of sickness and disease, Father, can be uh, annihilated by your power and your presence, and we thank you for it today. Lord, we pray for every business owner, every business, Father, that's suffering right now financially. Father, we just declare favor over them in Jesus' name. Father, we declare favor as they reopen. God, we thank you that their product will fly off the shelves. Their merchandise will just become so uh, uh, um, people are going to just want what they have to offer their merchandise, Lord, and it's just they won't be able to keep it uh, in their home. They're not going to be able to keep it on the shelves. Father, it's just going to fly off, Father, and we thank you for divine, supernatural favor for businesses. Now, Father, we pray for our community and our community leaders. Father, give those people, including our president and our governor and all those that are circle around him, them, Father, give them a wisdom. Give them your mind, God. Give them your words. Give them what to say, Lord, and, and shut their mouth when they don't need to say something. Father, we thank you, Lord, for peace that flows like a river in America. Father, we take authority of hysteria and fear and doubt and unbelief. And God, we thank you, Lord, that you're causing God, even your presence, to fill the streets of America, to fill the streets of this community. Father, we thank you that we will never, ever be the same again. And God, we will not look back, but we will look forward with thankfulness and with gratitude. God, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Father, we just worship you right within your homes. Uh, if you need, if you want to get saved today, maybe you're watching, you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. I want to give you an opportunity today. And all you got to do is say, I accept you into my heart. Make me the king, be the Lord over my life. Repent of your sins by saying, Father, just forgive me. Wash me, cleanse me, come into my heart. I make you the Lord of my life. And that's all you got to do, friend, and you're saved. The Bible says those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call upon him, invite him in, and make him the Lord of your life. Turn away from the old way. Turn away from the way you used to do life and follow God all the days of your life. It'll be the best journey you have ever been on in all your life. We love you. We thank you for watching. If you need prayer, let us know. We'll see you this Wednesday, 7 o'clock, right here. God bless you.